one, two, three, four, five, or six. And then you comment six and no one reads it because no one cares. Hey, Zach. Hey, Steven. Follow up, Comic Sans. We have some avid typographers in the Reddit, Zach. They went yeah. N- they went nuts when you so <laughs> brazenly mentioned that you thought that maybe Comic Sans was a monospace font. Yeah, I uh, I went out on a limb and it was the wrong limb and it broke and dropped me into a horde of angry uh, typography nerds. And you know, frankly, Zach, I'd like to agree with them. I'm disgusted. <laughs> by this notion and you should feel bad i would like to formally apologize um just in case there's any future confusion for any future uh people who aren't educated in the ways of typography oh yeah they've now set up a website shamelessly tried to redeem yourself (laughs) i think there was some shame in it uh so now if you're if you're ever unsure you can head over to iscomicsansmono.space uh with your your handy web browser and uh and you'll get a quick answer and you know i might recommend that i would recommend that except you failed to use tls so anyone could intercept that connection and change it to say yes (laughs) instead of the one true answer to the possibly most important question ever asked on this podcast i didn't realize how much of an error that was I, i need to right away i will i will make sure that that's using some sort of secure protocol ridiculous the http by pigeon that's secure right (laughs) as long as you sign it so that's some follow up on stuff we've said in past podcasts but what if perhaps we were to have follow out i don't even know what that is uh steven but i think at some point you might have used that term or other terms well you don't need to remember what all these fancy follow terms are because One of our dedicated listeners that has never heard our podcast before (laughs) created uh, the follow diagram 2.0, which will be in the show notes. It shows uh, with fancy diagrams made in what looks like PowerPoint what the the terms follow up, follow out, follow by, and follow in mean. And I think we should go through them just for our listeners who can't look at the chart. Okay, so follow up is just what it sounds like. It is talking about something. It's it's a reference to something that you did in a past episode, that you said in a past episode. Mm-hmm. Follow out is a reference to something previously said in someone else's podcast. Okay, I, I don't think that needs a word. What? But I guess if people... I don't think that needs a word. I think that's just people talking about other media. It doesn't have to be like, oh, this is follow out it's just like oh the other day somebody said a thing and now i'm gonna say a thing related to that thing because that thing made me think things i think it does i think it should have a term i think uh that we want to denote it as someone else's original idea and not ours like follow-up is like no one else would ever say that comic sans is a monospace font because that's ridiculous But follow out, I heard somebody on some podcast say foolishly that Comic Sans was a monospace font, and I just want to be here to say that that is false. Yes. That's how that would be used, follow out. Or something like, I think more commonly to say something like, I heard on Reply All that there is a section of YouTube I knew nothing about uh, called PetTube, where it's just people talking about their pets, and it's interesting and we should talk about that for a little while, even though 
uh, it was not my original idea to come up to talk about pet two, but it was reply alls. Okay. But it's, it's only that if you have a thing to add to it. Well, yeah. So to me, it's just, yeah, we're not just plagiarizing here. (laughs) Just get a verbatim transcript of reply all follow out. And then you just edit in the entire episode (laughs) and then you say, "Mm -hmm, yep. (laughs) See, Zach, I think this is a really good point. Okay. Let's keep playing the clip. (laughs) Okay. The next one is follow by, which is a different, which is a reference to a different podcast uh that i th- i think it's it's implied that it's your podcast it's one of the hosts podcasts okay wait yeah it doesn't have yeah so that would be like in your other podcast yeah so uh steven eats spaghetti but that podcast that you're referencing that episode that is hasn't been aired yet it has been recorded but it hasn't been aired if we're talking and you say Oh man, I'm really excited about this um linguini episode that I just released for or that I'm ready to release for Steven Eats Spaghetti. Right. It's a it's a change to the form, and then we talked about that for a while. That would be follow by. Right. By. By isn't the the word for that. I don't know what is. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Like this episode follow that you're that forward. you're recording right now is followed by the episode that you haven't aired yet. Follow forward. That's not a thing though. Like you don't you follow up and you follow out but you don't follow forward that doesn't that breaks the that breaks the pattern you follow by because it's a little um okay because they're acting in parallel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you keep thinking about that we're gonna move on to the next one which is follow in which is implanting a a, a thing into another podcast that hasn't been recorded yet so if i say okay we really need Steven eats spaghetti to talk about bow tie pasta because it it confuses me. How do how do they make it that shape? But it's still your podcast. It's not like I think it us could be. saying I I think this could, other podcast needs to. I think you could say, "Hey, reply all. You really need to listen. You need really need to do an episode on hand sanitizer or whatever." <laughs> Another one, um, and that 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 that's going to be assuming that. Reply all listens to your podcast and takes you seriously. So this is going to be a weird, not is going to be, this is a weird protocol for like inter-podcast communication. Listening to each other's podcasts? I don't think it's that weird. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a bulletin board system, but it's just really <laughs> slow and everyone else can watch. <laughs> it's fairly ridiculous and these are unnecessary terms. However, it is great that there is nomenclature for it. <laughs> because really things need to be named so we have power over them that's how it works right voldemort <laughs> i think now that um we know what these terms are and we like have this sheet of terms to use so that we have an excuse to use them we need to build up the super awesome corp folks talking podcast network i'm trying here <laughs> but you're you're all in europe so we can't get going <laughs> and i have a freaking job so i can't do nearly as many side projects as i want steven i think if you were really committed <laughs> to using this follow diagram <laughs> 2.0 then you would be spending every waking moment you're not at your job finding excuses <laughs> to use it and really I, I should be using it while i'm at my job i should be recording a podcast while uh, shuffling through spreadsheets mm. using gross membrane keyboards would anyone stop you from recording a podcast yes dang i'm not saying you record it about like the things you're reading in the spreadsheets that's uh, but 
Maybe I could like pass it off as like a phone call if I just put the receiver up to my ear. <laughs> like I could see. Oh no, sorry, I'm dealing with a uh, with. <laughs> they're giving me a hard time. Who's this that guy you keep talking to? I've never heard his name before. At. <laughs> I think you should um, script out a fiction podcast. Oh yeah. In in like the style of the Night Vale Network, where they have <laughs> an excuse to be talking the way that they are whether it's radio or a, mm-hmm. a trucker broadcast but yours is that it's a phone call with you i see so then you have a reason that it sounds like it's a phone call maybe i'll i'll write the script in emails and just send it to myself or save it in my drafts and that way i can be working on the scripts for that at work as well mm-hmm. all right i think we got a good pretty good plan here um i will uh so wait hold on so here, here's here's another use for follow-in. I'm about to say I will follow up on this idea later. I think it can be your own podcast. You're, it can't be the same podcast. Why not? I'm I'm implanting... I just closed a, the document. Give me a second. I'm implanting a follow-up. I'm implanting a reference to this, this episode in a future unrecorded episode of this podcast. Because the, any of the other follows aren't to podcast A. Yeah, I know, but I think so we this... need new nomenclature. Oh God. Okay, so follow in. Maybe that's the follow forward. It can't be forward. That just is too many syllables. Follow down. Down is okay. I don't think it it makes sense though. Follow. Uh, follow. Well, no, because there's the through. arrow. The way that they have the arrow going, you've got follow up, and then you could just put another arrow underneath it, going the other direction, and say follow down. And they're they're just two arrows going opposite directions, That's and that makes perfect sense. Follow by is no, because follow by is to a different podcast. Yeah, but that's where it would be. That's where you're saying it should go, right? Mm-hmm. I'm saying it sh- it should just go underneath follow up, but reversed. No, you can't do that because the present is right in the middle. I'm interject. I'm inje- I'm implanting a follow up into some into my future podcast unrecorded. Right, which means in the future, when it's the present, that your past self will have implanted it. Yeah, but the present is now, and the future is then. <laughs> this, Thanks. The follow- <laughs> I wasn't clear on that. I'm glad we... <laughs> the follow diagram clearly shows that the present is always podcast A, so what I'm doing right now should be follow through. When, it, when that episode comes, it'll be follow up, but for now, until we actually talk about it, it's follow through. I'm calling it follow through. Okay, well, I'm calling it follow down. Why follow down? Doesn't make any sense. Because it's the opposite of follow up. It's not the opposite of follow. Oh, maybe it is. <laughs> no, it's definitely follow down. You're right. It's follow down. That's what I'm trying to say. It's the follow up arrow going the opposite direction. Yeah, but it should be like right on top of podcasts or the. it should be right on top of follow by with a dotted arrow. Yeah, sure. Okay. I can get down with that. Zach, will you modify this chart for me so I remember? Uh, yeah. Fantastic. You know, Zach, thank you for putting in the effort to make that chart for me. I, uh, I appreciate it because I am exhausted from eight months of the year of effort. Mm-hmm. And for you, the explained year. Uh, yeah, where I explain things via charts, which is definitely what the explained year has always been. <laughs> so how is that going? If I'm being honest with myself, I haven't thought about the year of effort in about a month. Okay. But... I think that a lot of the good habits that I developed at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. they stuck. And I've mostly been doing the year of effort anyway. Cool. 
So that's good, but also bad in a way, because I'm not making new good habits, I'm just riding out the old ones, which will certainly fade, because that's what good habits do and bad habits don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without without the constant diligence and effort. Mm-hmm. So do you have a plan for... No, I, I mean, I I have a whole four months before I need to think about the next year. Uh, but don't you want to keep progressing the year of effort for the next four months i mean can't i can't i have a summer off zach gosh oh yeah sure i no i (laughs) just wait until we turn this around to my year yeah um you are you are allowed to have as much time off as you want (laughs) um no i i i think it was a good thing at the beginning of the year when i needed it uh at the start of the semester um uh just the like okay it's not that much more work just do it anyway even though it is a little bit more work. Uh, it was nice at the at that semester mark because there's lots of, uh, I don't know, motivation to say, oh, just don't worry about it. Do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. When why, why do it tomorrow when you can do it today? And I needed that What reminder. do you think about us having semesterly themes, given our lives so cleanly break up into those kind of chunks? It makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think it makes more sense than a year because it's a long time to be thinking about do the effort, do the effort, do the effort. All right, well, let's keep that in mind. At the start of the fall semester, maybe we revisit this and try to come up with new themes. Yeah. As far as uh, my themes, my my theme of the year, the explained year, which was about I was sitting around spending too much time scrolling through Instagram, and I was like, man, that's not a healthy habit. I should analyze that. and. Uh, I've been traveling for the last two months straight, and uh, every every one of my systems has gone to absolute crap. Sounds like your system for keeping systems going is bad. My systems for keeping systems going involves having, like, a desk pretty consistently, which is fine on the average. Again, your system for keeping systems going is at fault here. Your system right. didn't take into account the fact that you'd be traveling. Yes. The system also kind of figured that it I it doesn't matter if I know exactly what all of my emails say right now because I mean today it does but for the last 2 months it hasn't really because it it just hasn't <laughs> hasn't been an important thing. I've needed to know where I'm sleeping and if I can eat and those are about the things I have needed to keep track of. All right. So how's your Instagram habit, Zach? Have you been Uh it's better actually pretty good i don't i don't uh hate the amount of time that i'm spending on it or on twitter or whatever okay so somewhere in there i managed to to write myself a little bit i think there's definitely still room for improvement uh, and i guess that's what we can look at in the next semester all right but that does kind of um bring me into something i've been thinking about for the last week or so which is my systems have all gone to crap so I have a brand new chance to restart them and to rethink about them. OmniFocus. Effectively a clean slate. Okay. So what kind of changes are you looking to make? Or what, what's, I should say, what, is the, what are the things you want to, uh, not really the things you want to change, but the, salute, but the problems that you want to address in your current system mm-hmm. that just had too much of a startup cost before? Mm-hmm. I think one of them, 
very broadly is just the amount of the amount of stuff that goes into my to be processed list, whether it's dumb projects I want to do or videos I want to watch or uh, articles I want to read or podcasts I want to listen to usually is greater than the amount that I actually do process. Right. Whether that's just that my, I, I take some time to do a review, like they do monthly reviews effectively in GTD, mm-hmm. that you just sit down and look at all of the stuff you said, someday I'll get to this, and you look at it and you say, do I still care about this in the slightest? Right, right. Because there are probably quite a few videos in different playlists and different articles that if I'd never read them, it would be fine. Right. I just, I suppose right now I feel some sort of obligation to the past me who said, oh, that would be cool to look at. And giving myself some time to be a little harder on the stuff that I have in those feeds. You know, the cool thing about past you is, Zach, is that that guy's dead. Yeah. And unlike people that can still actually hold you accountable, they he can't hold you accountable. Past you can't hold you accountable is the difference between past you and a real person. Yeah, you're right. And I, I what I was getting at was that it is not a rational yeah, no, sense of accountability. But it is, it's understandable for sure, though. I think we've all had something like that where we're like, oh, I used to love this. I should keep this just so I can uh, not even really feel nostalgic, but because I used to like it. Which is kind of because in another thing. another two months when I'm trying to clean stuff up, I can look at the yo-yo and say, "Oh man, I really wanted to try doing yo-yo." Yeah, I think that's a good plan. And having school as like a main project and having all these other projects as side projects will definitely help with my systems. They've fallen a little bit off because of summer and a general sense of leisure. Yeah. If uh, if I'm forced by school to check my to-do list every hour or so, then mm-hmm. then I'm more likely to work on my projects because I will see them. Uh oh, there there was one other or a couple other things that I wanted to. The main one was just that I have too much stuff coming through, but then I also am going to have a chance to just look at my finances and how I run all of that because I'm renting a place now. Mm and like paying for real food and i'm not just on a meal plan and so coming up with ways for myself to visualize like a a lump sum for a month or every two weeks with a paycheck is too large a quantity for me to just picture in my head okay i have twenty dollars to spend this week on groceries or whatever it is right gotta get yourself finding some some, uh podcast recommended budgeting softwares Those are so hard to use. They are. Why are they so hard to use? I don't know. I, I actually don't mind Mint. It doesn't do everything I need. But I also, um, I'll probably talk about this more later, but I've been reading I Will Teach You to Be Rich by some author. I don't remember his name. Ooh, self-help. Oh, yeah. It's it's real self-helpy. It's gross and misogynistic, but it has a couple good tips. <laughs> and so I'm not going to make you read it, but I'm going to try and pull out a couple good tips to talk about later on. But But one thing that he talks about that I really like is effectively, like if you can imagine a pipe with water in it. Oh, all right. Water metaphors. Here we go. And then holes drilled for different buckets. And so... 
you put the water in at the top and then you want to make sure you have a thousand in savings or whatever it is. So you make sure that the thousand in savings is full before you start spending it on whatever else. And so it's it's a waterfall that certain things get more priority than others. I'll find a better way to explain it later. It's a it's a pipe, but it's also a waterfall, but yeah. then there's buckets. You just know, think just... about it like that and you'll make good money decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of good money decisions, sunscreen, good money decision, because you'll spend less on aloe later. Uh, I didn't actually spend that much on aloe. Have you tried Carmex, Zach? On my entire stomach? No, but like, just in general. No, I use Burt's Bees. Oh, man. Okay, so Carmex. I was a Burt's Bees guy. Wait, okay, hold on. Is this supposed to be a part of the show? Because there wasn't a a transition that was real. I'm talking about it now. So you can okay. quick make a transition, but I'm talking about this now. Uh, speaking of good decisions, or speaking of good money decisions, my lips feel dry. <laughs> <laughs> Carmex is chapstick uh-huh. with like aspirin in it, basically. Oh. And it makes your lips feel awesome to the point where it's become addicting, right? When the, when the <laughs> chapstick, wear, like when the aspirin feeling wears off, I wipe it off and reapply. I don't think that's good. That's not the point, Zach. It feels <laughs> awesome. Okay. And you should try it because it feels awesome. All right. Carmex um, is greater than Burt's Bees. You bring me some Carmex and I'll bring you like a rock from Iceland or something. I don't know. Don't bring me a rock from Iceland. Oh, but Steven, it's such a great memento of a place you haven't been. <laughs> hey, Zach, remember that time you went to Iceland? <laughs> I, f- I just found this rock in my closet. I just, you know, <laughs> was thinking about, yeah. What about uh, my friend went to Reykjavik, Iceland, and the only thing they got me was this lousy t-shirt t-shirt? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wear t-shirts, and I wouldn't wear that one especially. My friend went to Reykjavik, Iceland, and the only thing they got me was this lousy polo. Was this lousy fanny pack? <laughs> good, Good idea, actually. It's a sneaky follow-up. But yeah, uh, 10 out of 10, highly recommend Carmex. Be careful, though. It's much softer than normal chapstick, so you're definitely going to apply too much the first couple of times. Like, it's going to be falling off your lips too much. It sounds like the hardest part with Carmex is getting, like, the pressure right. Okay, yeah, I could see how you might think that. Do you know what the hardest part of being a vegan is what is it zach it's getting up at 6 a.m every morning to milk the almonds <laughs> a real hardship that uh the fda commissioner scott gottlieb uh pointed out in a recent discussion with politico by saying an almond doesn't lactate wow just in I'm, case you were confused i'm glad that we have such uh well-informed people running our government uh who what position does uh scott have He's the FDA commissioner. Ah, I see, I see. Yes. Um, d- d- did he go on to explain how an almond is milked then, if it does not lactate? <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure. They just pulled out some choice quotes for their article, but their article Typical. was on um, how the FDA is reconsidering its current standards for things called milk. Um, because right now they do specify animal lactation. Uh, it's just nobody ever actually applied that. Okay, so... Like, they've applied it for things where it would be easily confused, but they haven't, they haven't been applying it to things like 
almond milk or stuff like that because it's clearly not milk. Some articles say that this is going to be a major boon for struggling dairy groups. Did you know that 503 dairy farms in Wisconsin shut down recently? I did not know that. Everyone does. Everyone on Tammy Baldwin's Twitter, all of her replies, that's all of them. (laughs) But apparently somehow this is going to be a major boon for them because somehow consumers just aren't aware that they aren't buying dairy milk. No, Zach, it's almond flavored cow milk. The the decrease in demand is because... (sighs) I want to make a product that combines its equal parts almond, oat... Uh, soy and I like what's the other big milk? Coconut. Coconut milk. And I want to see how that tastes and see if anyone will buy it. We'll call it a super milk. Super milk. Oh my god. Super drink. I want ten. No, you can still call it milk for now. Okay. Well, I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I we'll see how the FDA goes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, in another article I read, there was a dairy milk shill talking about how almond milk doesn't have the same superior mouthfeel as dairy milk, and that guy has just not had good almond milk. So if you ask me, so Stephen, I'm though. so I'm so sorry. You're gonna have to edit this edit this out. Oh God! If you ask me, the guy saying that can mouthfeel like. <laughs> Well, at least say it without laughing, Zach. I, okay, here's, here's another go at it. This dairy milk shill talking about how almond milk doesn't have the same superior mouthfeel as dairy milk can mouthfeel my ass. <laughs> mouthfeel is an entirely subjective term, and I don't like it. It's You could just say, I like mi- dairy milk better. You don't have to be like... Yo, here's some made-up reason that you should drink dairy milk over almond milk and everyone should conform to my opinion. Okay, but like legitimately there are some almond milks with better mouthfeel. To you, Zach. Maybe someone else likes the cheap almond milk better. Just drink water then. (laughs) Put like some almond extract in water. Oh, God. You're missing (laughs) the point, Zach. (laughs) Stop trying to convince people that their tastes are wrong. I'm not saying your taste is wrong. I'm saying you're like the other nerves, not the taste buds, the other nerves in your mouth. Your mouthfeel nerves are wrong or whatever (laughs) you're trying to say here. I will stand behind that 100%. All right. So anyway, um, just on the 26th of July, the FDA had a uh, public meeting to discuss a few different things, but one of them was uh, modernizing the standards of identity. The FDA is doing that? Yes. Not like, I don't know, human rights or something, but the FDA is doing that first? Uh, like food, food identity, like milk. The FDA didn't get woke. <laughs> I was really hoping the FDA got woke. <laughs> and then they say a lot of mumbo jumbo like, the FDA can help by providing a framework for encouraging industry to compete on the nutritional attributes of their products. No. No, they won't. Uh, which is which is a thing directly taken from uh, Scott Gottlieb's statement on on this meeting. Basically, the the big deal is they know that the rules they have now for what can be called milk don't apply to what is currently being called milk, and they're trying to decide if they should just start enforcing those rules or if they should broaden the definition. Zach, I think your stance. It sounds like your stance is that they should broaden the definition. Yes. Do you want some reasons? I've been thinking about this. I think, yeah. What is your, what are your reasons? Okay. So 
as a person who tries to avoid lactose in his diet, it's helpful to know when I pick up a drink if it's going to substitute some dairy-based product for me. If I pick up oat yogurt, I know that it will have roughly the consistency of yogurt. And I can pour it on my cereal and just have a lot of grain. But, okay, so as a as a devil's advocate here, mm-hmm. wouldn't couldn't you accomplish the same thing by calling it uh, oat sludge or whatever? <laughs> what's what's a, what's an alter, what's an alternate term for your yogurt? There there isn't one that I can think of. Okay, so we're calling it oat sludge. We're okay, just a hundred percent committed to oat sludge. Besides the poor marketing, like as a well informed consumer, shouldn't like if you're gonna go against the grain here and go to a lactose free diet or a no, lactose- I'm going for the grain. <laughs> metaphorically speaking <laughs> going against the grain and moving to a, a lactose free diet shouldn't you be the one expected to know if there is lactose in something or not and whether or not that thing substitutes the nutritional benefits of the equivalent lactose based product hmm, okay i think there still needs to be a catch all term so maybe milk stays sacred and that's for dairy but there's another word that is that means both dairy milk and almond drink, however it means, but doesn't mean orange juice, because it's not milk. <laughs> orange milk. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds awful. But I can also see it being really good. Like, Melted Dreamsicle is what I'm envisioning. Oh, yeah. Melted Dreamsicle, but just a little bit mm-hmm. thinner. Zach, I have a business proposal. Okay, I'm listening. Or- orange milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You know those popsicles that you have to put in your own freezer? Like, they come in a Uh, plastic bag. Yeah, the ones that hurt the corners of your mouth? Yeah, exactly. Those things. So that, and they're better to just take out of the, like, they're better just kind of cold anyway. Like, you don't Mm -hmm. want them frozen, you just want them kind of cool. Oh, God, my mouth hurts just thinking about them. Yeah. Keep talking. So that, less mouth hurting, we want a better mouth feel. Good. Okay, I'm with you there. But for dreamsicle substance. So, so imagine a melted down dreamsicle kept at like refrigerator temperature. Ooh. So just a little bit, uh, in like thick- a gogurt tube. You're thinking, yeah, about that. Yeah, just a little bit less, uh, thick than gogurt. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I had a dreamsicle. I'm gonna need to go eat a dreamsicle and follow up with you on that. Okay. Uh, Zach just followed down for the record. Yeah. That was a follow down. So next week, I can say last week when I followed down about dreamsicles. (laughs) I'm sorry if this is anyone's first episode. Oh, my God. This is a fantastic episode. Uh, Let me see. Um, He made fun of himself. Scott Gottlieb made fun of himself about uh, he was like, and given my recent statements on what almonds can and cannot do and what substances you can and cannot produce from almonds, I think it's not my place to say uh, so that's funny. Typical bureaucratician. Uh, yeah, bureaucomedian. I'm not a comedian. Bureaucomedian. No, bureaucomedian is the best I've got. The FDA is going to analyze how consumers understand the the use of terms like milk on different products. <laughs> okay. Um, and then just as a side note, some standards of identity have kept, uh, have actually kept products 
unhealthier. So milk isn't the only standard of identity they're looking into. So some of those standards of identity have actually kept products unhealthier to continue being called a certain name. So they, you need a certain level of sodium to be called a thing, and they, like, there's a way to make that without as much sodium, but they are screwing with the American diets just so they can call their thing cheese or whatever. So when approximately is a change like that going to happen? Is it like next couple months, next couple years? A year or two is the... So if I'm running an almond milk or other thing that I'm currently calling something milk... Super milk? If I'm, yeah, if I'm running in my super milk business, should I start like have making backup plans just in case the FDA says I can't call it milk anymore? Um... I think if you're big enough, you should get an A team and a B team from like your super milk lobbying division. You're like super milk think tank, I suppose. And the A team is just going to continually harass the FDA because right now they are open for public comment. Harass is the wrong word. Please don't harass the government. Very kindly send in your comments to the FDA. A lot of them, though. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of very thoughtful comments. Mm hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, and explain to them why, why it's important that you are still allowed to be called milk, or why it doesn't matter if you're still allowed to be called milk. And then the B team is brainstorming constantly, day and night brainstorming what you call yourself once you're not allowed to call yourself milk. Speaking of things that might need new names. Milk with a J. That's what? my proposal. Why J? Because it looks similar. J and M? M-J-L-K. Oh. Mjolk. Mjolk. Okay. Mjolk. Mjolk. Yeah, right, right, right. Mjolk. Okay. Uh, I was thinking that, spe speaking of things that need new names, <laughs> yep. uh, the word filming is mm -hmm. just not accurate anymore. So few cameras have film in them. Yeah. And... You can, I mean, if you're still using a film camera, you can call it filming, but filming is too inaccurate for the modern day. Yeah. If you, if you stick your iPhone up at something and record a minute. You're not filming anything. There's no film involved there. Nope. Uh, recording is another alternative, but it's really ambiguous. It could mm -hmm. mean video. It could mean audio. It could mean, uh, writing something down, transcribing. Mm -hmm. Any type of record is recording. Yeah. So, we need a new verb for taking a video of something. Mm -hmm. I was trying to think of, like, we could call it 264-ing for the H.264 codec. That's temporary, though, Zach. But then a, a better one is just encoding. Hmm. Because you're taking... What if your camera saves raw? Uh, <laughs> it's still not saving all of the exact photons. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. That it's You're right. And in the future, we'll need a new word. Okay, fair enough. Vocoding, video encoding, to be more clear, because encoding could be a lot of things. It could be right. writing something down in Pig Latin. Vocoding. Hmm. What is a vocoder? I feel like it's something about voice. A category of voice codec that analyzes and synthesizes. Oh, it's the thing that makes uh, rappers sound like robots. Yeah, yeah, we can't use vocoder. That's already a thing. Venning, V-E-N-N-I-N-G. As a as an abbreviation of video encoding. Ven say venning? Yeah, venning. I'm going to venue 
jumping off that bridge or whatever. It's kind of, I don't know if that's a good word. I don't, it doesn't need to be a good I word. Think it, I think it needs to be a little bit nonsense, though, for it to be able to take on. Hmm, maybe. Just like, because we couldn't use vocoder, because that already means a thing. Right. So unless you want to hijack a word that already exists. No, I think it can be a new word. I just, hmm. I think I would actually prefer a new word than a combination of two other words. Or so maybe... just like, flarp? <laughs> no. I'm going to flarp like, you, dude. Uh, like, let's let's look up some Latin roots. When you say let's, I assume you just mean you're going to. Well, I mean, you could participate. Latin, not Alton. Latin roots. Okay, so V-I-S, vis means, like, C. Mm-hmm. So, like, vis coding. Vis coding could work. Yeah. Let's Google that, see if that's already a thing. That is not already a thing. Hmm. I think viz, viz coding is pretty good. What about when you make it a noun? I'm going to go watch a viz code. It could still be a video. A video. It's not a film. Unless it's but, like actually using a film. Yeah. But then why don't we just make video a verb? Because I'm going to video you doesn't sound right. <laughs> Videoing doesn't work. Neither does viz coding. Yeah, it does. It doesn't it doesn't have any it doesn't have the baggage. Okay. So re- record the verb is, uh comes from the Latin recordare which is like remember whatever and so and re to like restore and core which is the heart. Hmm. And that goes back to curd k e r d. So viscurd <laughs> <laughs> it's like seeing the heart. It sounds like a Culver's special, the Whiskerd. <laughs> Viscord isn't that bad though. Like with a C O R D. V I S C O R D. Like record with a visual aspect. Let's make sure that's not already a thing. Nope, it's not a thing. I still like Viscode. I think Viscord has a more opportunity to catch on though, don't you? Mm-hmm. I think uh we need to have our next book club then be Frindle, so we can learn how to get the word to catch on. I, I don't trust it because I don't know the word Frindle. Uh, Frindle is about a kid trying to make up a new word for pen, I think. <laughs> it's very much fiction. Pen is already such a good word, though. <laughs> it's only mildly confusing in some accents. Pin and pen. Mm-hmm. are pronounced similarly in some areas of the world. But you know what conveys the same idea no matter where you are in the world? Emoji. Okay, Zach, this is a, this is a big one. It, it has the potential to be. I considered making it a um, at a time, actually. Oh. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a link in the show notes. And here's the game. I thought of a game based on a tweet from Hank Green. So here's what we're going to do. This is a writing prompt generator. Okay. So we're going to switch off. Oh, wow. And- okay. I'm I'm shocked. Um, I'm going to follow down for, for something next week. I thought this was going to be a very different game. Okay. What, what, what game did you think it was going to be? Uh, the Google Emoji Scavenger Hunt. <laughs> nope. Emoji Day was July 17th, so you could use your phone's camera to locate emoji 
in the real world. Let's play. That's what everyone wants. Is it like Pokemon Go, but with emoji? I'm not sure. Uh, no, you can't use my camera because it's in use. <laughs> okay, so what's your emoji game? I'm very excited now. Okay, so the other day, Hank Green tweeted two emojis all in the same tweet. It was a turkey and a bed. And then his followers were very confused because that doesn't actually mean anything. Tryptophan nap. And what he wanted to say, and what he thought was clear, according to himself on his podcast, Delete This, was that he was going to eat a turkey sandwich in bed. Oh, okay. So what I've just sent Zach is a writing prompt generator. And we're going to switch off. Zach is going to try to find two emojis to describe the scenario. And I'm okay. going to try, to try to figure out what the scenario is. And then we're going to switch off. See if we can All do right. it. So I'll go first. I'll generate a scenario. Two emojis? Two emojis. Oh, that's hard. Because I, I feel like most things can be expressed with three emojis pretty well. But two emojis is some pretty... It's, it's quite a restriction. Here we go. Let me see. Let well, me just let's try it with two. And we'll see if we need to go to three. My emoji options. We've got... And then do I tell you what the emojis are? Yeah, you send them to me, and I'll try to guess what the scenario is. Okay, so you need to tell the listeners what the emojis are then. Sure. This is a challenge. That's the fun part. It's a challenge on both sides of the game. I really do feel like I could get it in three. Okay, let's do three then. Let's do three. Okay. Um... Okay, so the emojis are the alien emoji... The mm -hmm. computer emoji, which it looks like a laptop on my screen. I'm not sure if you intended that. It's a computer. Okay. I don't know what the official... And then the Milky Way emoji. Yeah. Which looks like a square with a bunch of blue dots on it. I think the idea still gets across. Yeah. Um, an alien used a computer to simulate our universe. All right. I, I feel like that's close. The prompt was, write about two aliens playing Earth like a computer game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was pretty close. I was closer than I thought I was going to be. <laughs> All right. All right, my turn. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is going to be a tough one, but I'm going to try to stick to the rules of the game. Oh, God, you're not, you're not going to get this, but I'm going to try hard. All right, I have zero confidence that you're going to get this. Okay, so we've got an explosion, a car facing to the left. Okay. Towards the explosion. Just, uh... Yeah. Okay. And then a butterfly. This isn't my best guess, but it's my most fun guess. Um, it's about the small, unexpected effects of creating the first cold fusion-powered vehicle. <laughs> okay. Actually, mildly close. <laughs> a car crash in your town has an unexpected consequence in another town far away and so on. Right about the domino effect. Okay. So I, the, I went for... The butterfly was a good addition. Yeah, I went for the butterfly effect. and hoping that you would get that it's a car crash. Uh, nope. No. It, I, think, I think we did pretty well. And now, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Use sunscreen. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. So, Zach, uh, who told you, did someone tell you to use sunscreen? Nope. So, this is, this is, uh, you telling the listeners, this isn't just you relaying something, it's, uh, from experience. Yeah, no, this is a, uh, this is a do not make the same mistake I did kind of thing. <laughs> just, 
just use some use some sunscreen and it'll be a lot better in what ways will it be better zach because my thought of sunscreen is oils and gross and i don't want to um well if you get a bad enough sunburn it will make you feel like you need to throw up and then a week later you will look like a reptile because your skin looks like scales and that is a worse experience than a little bit of oily for an afternoon. I don't know. You could work in the government. It wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> the secret's out. Or Facebook. You could be CEO of Facebook, too. If I did want to work in the government, I would have to do a primary. Depends on what kind of government you're going into. You could get appointed pretty easily. Hmm. Yes. Okay, if I wanted to work in an ostensibly democratic government, Right, yes. I would have to go through a primary, which some folks are doing right now in Wisconsin. There's a Democratic primary coming up soon. Go vote. It'll be cool. Cool to vote. Cool kids vote. That's the new the new hip thing all the youngsters are doing. Voting. Didn't know not, this was a PSA. Not the very youngsters. It's not a PSA. It's just I don't know <laughs> how to seamlessly transition into what I'm trying to say. So anyway, I've spent a little bit looking at the different options for uh, governor of Wisconsin on the Democratic side, and I don't have any uh, any particular like names I'm going to talk about. I'm just gonna very broadly have well, I have one, some I, Zach. We we here on the Worrying Bugs are one issue voters, and that one issue is milk. Milk. Oh. See, I have an issue with talking about politics that aren't related to milk, so either relate this to milk or this is getting cut out. A lot of them do talk about agriculture and the 503 dairy farms that we lost in the last year. I don't know if any of them have particular thoughts on milk laws besides just Wisconsin is a dairy state and so we need to, you know, protect the, the dairy farmers. But really, shouldn't the dairy farmers be protecting us? They have all the large machines and such. What if the cows try to take over? They're the first line of defense. <laughs> We're sick of you guys using almonds. That's why we need to fund the farmers. That's the whole the whole. You said protecting, um, farm... not funding. <laughs> yeah, we need to protect them from economic instability. That's why the, okay. the whole big yeah. farm stimulus that just went through, that was to make sure that farmers have enough money to fight the cows when the time comes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we need to know how each of the candidates would fake their own death and where would you go afterwards, because that is what this writing prompt just told me to ask. <laughs> we need to know about what secret have you got that would that you would hate to be made public. <laughs> <laughs> A person run, running for public office. <laughs> what do you not want people to know? <laughs> If you want me to trust you, you gotta tell me all your secrets. <laughs> so I have some notes on <laughs> on election websites. Uh, step one: Please have more than just like your main page. Please tell me what you think about literally any issues, be they milk or cannabis or green energy or just like I don't care campaign finance. Just have opinions. Don't just have a video where you play roll out the barrel. We'll have a barrel of fun. Right? Because it works. That's the worst part about it. Because <laughs> I was sitting there and I was like, man, this is a terrible website. And I was like, maybe his video says something. And his video was just, it was just roll out the barrel. And I was like, wow, this guy really gets Wisconsin. Yep. Yes, he does. Uh, 
did the next video he'll be releasing will be uh in heaven there is no beer is that another polka yes. song it's polka. um it's a po so is roll out the barrel I just forgot the word for polka, so I called it an oompa song. It's it's the national uh, style of music. Uh, not national. It's the state <laughs> style of music for Wisconsin. That's how the song goes. Thanks. And also getting cut out. I, I appreciate it. It's it sounds pokey. What about the the Alice? Alice? Who the f- is Alice? Yeah, that one. Do I know how that song goes? Uh, hold on. Let me think. Yeah, because the memorable part is, like, the whole band stops and you just scream. Yeah. Who the heck is Alice? I don't think I ever heard the words to that one. I know there are words to it. I just don't know them. Please edit out most of this. No, this is quality content. This is what the listeners want to hear. I'm not even tired. I don't have an excuse right now. We changed the show notes around and I just can't. (laughs) I I can't think. Yeah, no, I think we need to change them back. It's not working for me. No. It's not the same. Uh, my 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 final thought on <laughs> on the gubernatorial election primary is that I really wish we could do some sort of ranked vote because there are like five people I'm cool with, two I really like, and a few that I don't. And I I want to be able to say that and not just say like this one is the only one ever because that's not actually what I think. Uh, maybe a better system is to say who you definitely do not want in office. You get one pick. Hmm. You don't want this guy. Whoever gets the fewest knows. In theory, they should be the most moderate. There's got to be a name for that. Fewest, not newest, fewest opposer voting. Hmm. I don't think there's a name for it. It's called the Barry vote now. In that way, you should be able to have, like, the opposite of... What's the term for, like, there's two Democrats, so it splits the vote. Is there a better name for splitting the vote? I think it's just called a split vote. Okay, yeah. You would actually want the opposite. You would do the opposite thing of a split vote where you'd want just hundreds and hundreds of candidates. Yeah. Maybe that wouldn't work so well because of that. I guess that's why we have primaries. Well, I think you need to have like the first, you need to like get 300 yeses or something. You need to get some sort of petition of 300 yeses. Right. To get on the ballot. And then whoever has 300 yeses and the fewest noes. Yep, that's how we're going to do it. The Barry vote. We're going to try to get it implemented. Uh, sorry, Gray, this is the better system. I feel like that would lead to nothing but attack ads. I feel like that won't change much. I think you would have, you might not have like the highest approval rating, but you would have the highest, eh, yeah, rating. Mm, yeah, that's pretty much how I feel about decaf coffee. How do you feel about pita? Excellent bread, great with hummus. How do you feel about Peter with an E? Uh, not a super big fan of Hunger Games. How do you spell his name? I don't know. Is it two E's? Is it one E? Hunger Games P. Oh, it is two E's. Two E's. How do you feel about Peta with one E? You're really boxing me in here, Zach. Right. Yeah, that's that's what's happening. I don't dislike them or like them in any meaningful way. So. You just feel like, mm, without the yeah on the end? Pretty much. It w- it's like, um, they don't affect my life very much because they don't have a very big presence where I live. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not on the others, I'm not on either side of that debate too heavily. Well, for this, this one issue, PETA is in our corner. Um, P- 
PETA is is working on a decalf campaign, C-A-L-F, uh, to discourage people from using dairy milk in their coffee. Okay. I couldn't remember the word. I, I, I flashed back to an article I was reading before about somebody saying, and it's good, you know, because it's for milk is for getting 20 pound calves up to 500 pounds in a couple weeks. And I couldn't get that phrase out of my head and all other words left. So and just to be clear, when Zach says Peter is in our corner, he means in his corner because I have very few opinions on <laughs> almond milk. I also don't particularly mind if people drink dairy milk. The cows don't consent to you taking their milk, Zach, though. The almonds do. The almonds do consent to your taking your milk. Mm. Almonds are all for it. Signed release and everything. Yep. I forgot to, to pull out any choice quotes, which I usually do when I read Milk Politics articles. So give me one second to relocate the article. curating the news to slant in his, to his corner. I'm just curating the news to be about milk. That's all. All right. See, I was going to add some Milk Politics news, but then I saw you already had four stories relating to politics. Wait, there are more, Stephen? Are you holding out milk politics news from me? Yeah, but I, I don't want the podcast to be entirely milk politics. Fine. I have a Google alert set up. I still have it. It goes directly into a folder and I can pull from that anytime. <laughs> okay, so it's a person in a cow costume uh, encouraging people to decaf their coffee and they're standing outside of a Starbucks and making people sign petitions and forcing cup koozies on people. And that's... That's the whole thing. That's the entire article. Zach, if people want to tell you how how mad they are that you said that Comic Sans was a monospace font, where can they find you? I mean, there's already a huge discussion about that blowing up on the Reddit. Um, but if you want to reach me directly, that's on Twitter at the puns guy. Uh, if they want to complain, Stephen, I, I would like to officially submit that Stephen is the one who changed up the format of our uh document that we go off of so if this episode sounded extra weird to you it's steven's fault complain to him on twitter (laughs) and that's at the puns guy whoa no it's not (laughs) (laughs) that's at not steven barry see you in a fortnight goodbye goodbye